This is the Negotiate X Podcast, show number 24. Listening to Negotiate X Radio, helping you elevate your influence through purposeful negotiations. If you're here looking to learn about how to become a better negotiator in both business and life, then you're in the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join the others who have benefited from NegotiateX.com, your home for negotiations training and consulting online. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Negotiate X Podcast. I am your co-host, Nolan Martin. With me today is the greatest negotiator of all time he said it himself aram denisian aram how are you doing today no and i've never i've never said those words wow well you know your your intros i gotta come up with a better counter than just saying that's wrong um because that's actually uh that's that's not a great response i i should dig in and ask you why you think that but that's it's kind kind of you to say and as our listeners know Nothing could be further from the truth, but yeah, I, I am well, it is a dreary fall day here in New Hampshire and it's, it's feeling, uh, feeling, feeling like fall. I mean, temperatures are that way. The colors are starting to turn. So that's, I think we're going to, we're in for a beautiful fall up here. Hopefully I heard that the farmer's almanac though was saying we may have snow on turning leaves, which would be very sad. I like, I like my fall. Uh, so I, I, I'm never in a rush. I want to enjoy the season that I'm in before we get on to the winter one. So yeah, I'm looking outside right now. It doesn't look like we have a few leaves that are starting to change here in Virginia, but not too much, but definitely notice the difference at, in the evenings starting to get a little bit cooler. So, well, all right, enough about us. No one cares about us. I don't think anyways, <laughs> no. we're here to talk today about Zopa, the zone of possible agreement. So where on earth did this term come from or how is it used today, Aram, and then we'll kind of get to yeah. what I think is going to be the best part of this episode, and, and everyone will kind of figure it out here shortly. Sure. So the zone of possible agreement or potential agreement, uh, I've heard seen it kind of framed up both ways, but zone of possible agreement. In fact, it's one, it's one of two terms that anyone who's ever taken a negotiation class is going to remember. If you ever taken a negotiation class, and I've had how many people come up to me and say, oh yeah, negotiation, it's all about Batna and Zopa. <laughs> and and so BATNA being your best alternative to a negotiated agreement, your ZOPA, the zone is, uh, if you think about it kind of just in a simple maybe buying selling framework, it's, it is the, it is kind of the space where any agreement may occur according to like a particular sort of mindset of negotiation. But if you are selling something to me, Nolan, and you obviously would like to sell, you'd like to sell as high as you could. And there's some minimal amount that you feel that you need to get. Maybe that is just personal preference. Maybe that's based on, you know, who else you could sell to. All right. And I have, you know, I'd love to get it for free if I could. I mean, at the lowest price possible. And I have some like upper, upper price I would I'm willing to pay based on, again, where I could get it elsewhere or the value of going without it altogether, whatever. Those two points, the lowest you're willing to sell for and the highest I'm willing to pay, where there's an overlap, that zone becomes what we call our our ZOPA. All right, so with the, the ZOPA, is that zone where, you know, someone wants to sell something, someone wants to buy something, so they fit in that zone. There's some price right there where they can both come to an agreement as accordance to the ZOPA. But what happens when they don't intersect? I'm sure that there's many 
you know, negotiations where they're not going to intersect. So what, what kind of, what does Zopa say about that, Aaron? Yeah. So the, the common kind of thought process is if there is no overlap, right? If I'm buying something from you, Nolan, and the most I'm willing to pay is beneath the least you're willing to accept that we would just, we would just walk away from that, that there is no sense in negotiating because there is no zone of potential agreement, which again is according to a particular mindset that can be somewhat problematic and, and probably worth questioning. Well, let's dig into that. Let's uh, let's kind of talk about why it's problematic. From me, from my perspective, as as you kind of explained that right there, is that we're making this very one-dimensional. And I think we all know that negotiations is very three-dimensional where there's going to be many different things, many different possible ways to get to a negotiation. Negotiation. So is that kind of what this is doing? Is it basically making it extremely one-dimensional, like something you would explain to someone in in walking or, you know, just in passing by, but not getting at really what we're trying to uh, uncover here in, in this podcast? Sure. So there are circumstances, absolutely, where price is the only issue being negotiated. And so maybe you can make something very uh, singular and it fits nicely on this kind of horizontal line that when we visualize Zopa as that you can you can do that. You can see if there's an overlap around price. And that could be, you know, you at the bazaar, us over, you know, Craigslist buying or selling something, or even with a supplier providing, you know, widget A. And and so maybe you can describe it. The problem is is that in most professional negotiations and many personal negotiations, it isn't singular. There are other issues, right? So it's not just price, it's it's quality and it's delivery and it's guarantees and it's even the working relationship. All these things have value and they're pretty hard, as you're saying, to encapsulate, um, represent on a on a one kind of a, sorry, a two-dimensional line because it's, 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 it's definitely at least three-dimensional, which is why we approach the problem um, very differently. And it's one of the reasons I, I don't teach SOPA. I, it's, it's, it's a term that I, I don't find particularly helpful for students. Yeah, and I think that, you know, I could see how it kind of shut someone down to thinking that, I mean, basically we're just going to start haggling over prices, you know, and definitely, definitely what we're trying to convince everyone that negotiations is totally not that, but everyone seems to think that that is how you do a negotiations to concede until you come to some sort of agreement for both parties. So yeah, that's, that's right. I mean, that's, that's what we're always, I mean, the, the tendency is to be constantly drawn back to the idea of concessions, conceding compromise, because it's, because that's woven kind of within us implanted within us is the idea that that's what a negotiation is about. So we're going to keep coming back to that. And Zopa kind of reinforces that. And it, it says, hey, if, if there isn't this overlap, there's no place to make a concession. There's no way place to compromise. Therefore, we should just walk away. And as we've talked through the circle of value approach, right, is actually saying, well, wait on. You know, hold on for a second. Are there, what are the full number of interests that parties have? Because they are multidimensional and they're right there. So what are they? And are there other ways to create value and actually create a Zopa where no Zopa exists? And maybe if we start thinking about that, maybe there's a huge place for us to reach agreement, right? So 
I mean, a number of the cases that I will use when I teach, I will have things where there's, it's it's fairly clear, right? You've got to, you got to zoom, but just because I'm not teaching that concept, I'm teaching other concepts, but it helps that there's a place where they can reach an agreement. I then have a place where students, I have a case where students assume the Zopa is this, but it's actually much broader. And so it's, it's about understanding some of the concepts we've talked about. And then I have a case where there is no overlap at all. There is no zone of potential agreement. And you know what? 99% of the students still reach an agreement because by that time in the course, we've gotten them to a point where they are thinking more broadly about negotiation, all seven of these elements of, of, of negotiation power and how to kind of bring them to bear. And they just blow through it and they don't get caught up with, oh, there's no zone of potential agreement here around the financial aspect because there's value elsewhere. Yeah, I think that's uh, it's pretty powerful and it's pretty important to understand that, you know, it's almost like it's, I would say like a debilitating mindset that, you know, I mean, we're not going to rehash it again, but, you know, very two-dimensional versus very complex way to solve the solution. So is there anything that you want to cover on Zopa? Yeah. So I would just say, I mean, you made a, made a comment earlier about, and, and just kind of hit it again with debilitating mindset, but walking away when an agreement is is possible. And I think that, again, this this concept gets us so fixated on the positions that we can lose sight of, um, what's possible, what's really possible, right? And it's funny that word is in there. So when I, I was in Afghanistan, was just, I, I, again, worked with a variety of folks attending different meetings. So I'm in this meeting around border security, uh, customs, and we we're working with a customs chief. Um, I, I was really just a participant to the meeting. And this customs chief who hadn't really been involved came kind of, he, he, Afghan, he, he comes to the table with this proposal and, and he, he, he made, it sounded like an offer. I get that. He's talking about some ways to simplify activities at the border because of the challenges he was facing, both with the literacy of his staff and other things. And rather than treat that as one thing we do and use it kind of as a brainstorming session, because it was so far out. Right, and, and I don't know how far out it really was from like the zone of potential agreement, but it was something that wasn't really feasible. The officer who was running that meeting shut it down, said, no, we would never do that, and really brought an end to the negotiation very prematurely. Rather than using that as, a, as an opportunity to understand the concerns more, labeling that one of, op- one of many things we could do, understanding you know, how that could be seen as fair and legitimate things that you and I have talked about, maybe leveraging some of those more enabling and empowering assumptions that we've referred to in, in previous sessions. So rather than do that, it shut it, shut it down. And by the terms of Zopa, probably didn't do anything wrong. And that's why I have a real problem with this term is that there actually was a discussion to be had. There actually was a problem to be solved. And there actually were ways to do it. And for the first time, we were getting our counterpart engaged in that. And we shut it down because we perceived there to be no Zopa. And so we we shut it, we shut it down very prematurely before I could get to the officer and say, hey, run with this for a little bit. Go with this. Yeah, and I think we both know how that's going to impact future success in, in negotiations, right? When you shut down someone, you know, that's that's gonna be a difficult hurdle to overcome to be able to get them to open up, to be able to get any value. in the future. So, I mean, it's definitely a mistake I think I made as a junior officer, but luckily I kind of was able to see the impact and and adjusted 
as I continue to mature in my career. So I'm just curious, were they able to, you know, solve this problem or did you notice that this particular Afghan leader was able to, you know, bounce back from being shut down like that? Yeah, we we never re we never readdressed. Um, we never we, we didn't really reengage, and you know, it had been ended. I mean, there, the the power the the value in 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 a, in a term like Zopa is it does let you know kind of what your batnas are as long as they are well crafted and they're not arbitrary, right? And so you kind of know maybe what you can't agree to. Although I would say. I don't need this term to be able to do that. So I don't disagree with the officer for withholding commitment to something they can't commit to, but it didn't need to shut down the entire process. And that mindset that, well, if it's outside my Zopa, then I would never, you know, we wouldn't negotiate is difficult. And even folks who teach Zopa who then say, well, you should bring in more aspects to it. I think that's that translates very difficult to students, right? We need to bring all these other issues to the table. The circle of value approach, and I know I'm kind of getting into our probably our key takeaways, the circle of value approach and the fact that we actually, the idea that it's a circle, you know, and it, you can imagine that being maybe multidimensional, right, actually allows us to, it encapsulates the things that we'd want to to expand the zone, those interests, those options, and those standards of legitimacy. That's what we're going to need to create Zopas where there are none, right? To really broaden them when we when we start to think we're getting narrow and, and to do all the work that you and I've talked about uh, in this podcast. And that's, it's why folks, I, I don't teach it. It's the one time we'll talk about it because <laughs> Nolan twisted my arm. So let's talk about this term. <laughs> well, I definitely appreciate it. And I know that many of our listeners are going to appreciate it because they probably have heard this term but didn't necessarily know how it fits into what we talk about. And so now y'all can see that it kind of doesn't fit into how we talk about things. So, but with that, you know, this is a podcast that is all about helping you elevate your influence through purposeful negotiations. And what that means again, is that, you know, people go through negotiations on a daily basis. They just don't, may not realize that what they are in, what they're communicating, how they're doing it is in a negotiation. So we teach you to be purposeful to come prepared with the plan to be able to get the results that you want so with that, Aram, key takeaways from today's podcast. Yeah, lots of terms you can lose. We're learning negotiation. Don't waste your time on ones that aren't going to make you more effective. Know what your interests are. Be really clear about your interests, your needs, fears, concerns, motivations. You're trying to get satisfied. Appeal to the power of creativity at the table with the person you're with to come up with many options, things you might do together. Acknowledge the fact that both you and that counterpart have alternatives. Know what your baton is. Know how you can satisfy your interests elsewhere. Don't agree to something that's worse than your BATNA. And as you're evaluating your BATNA and your options, okay, options O on the table, alternatives A away from the table, as you're evaluating them, remember, which one satisfies your interests better, which one is more fair, defendable, reasonable, so that you can take it back and defend a solution to your toughest counterpart. That doesn't fit on some arbitrary, horizontal, two-dimensional line. We got to think more broadly than that. Yeah, I don't even think I'm going to try to to top that key takeaway. I think that was pretty powerful for everyone listening. For checking out today's podcast, we greatly appreciate it. If you could do us a favor, head over to wherever you are listening to this podcast. You can give us a rating, a review, leave us five stars. We'd really appreciate it. We know we are growing, and we're growing actually pretty quickly. So we're extremely excited that we are having this growth and that we're sharing with you the information to help you all become better leaders. So greatly appreciate it. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We'll see you 
the next episode. Thank you for listening to Negotiate X Radio, helping you elevate your influence through purposeful negotiations. If you're here looking to learn about how to become a better negotiator in both business and life, then you're in the right place. Be sure to join the others who have benefited from NegotiateX.com, your home for negotiations training and consulting online.